Hi there, and welcome to episode 211 of the Food Biz Whiz podcast. My whizzes, I have to say, I'm really excited for this one. I'm welcoming back Kathleen Casanova, the founding executive director at Project Potluck. I have so much admiration for Kathleen and the work she does at Project Potluck, which is a nonprofit organization which seeks to connect CPG founders of color with resources and mentorship in our industry. We actually had Kathleen on the podcast before about one year ago with Cynthia Billup, and it was a great episode and we'll link it in the show notes. So I'm really excited to get the opportunity to talk with Kathleen once again today. You see, Kathleen has a ton of experience in our CPG industry, and she works with so many founders, which allows her this rich perspective of what the industry looks like, what founders are seeing from there, and what's working and what's not working now. So we're going to get into all of this and a whole lot more today. I'm also going to share more about Wholesale Week in today's episode, which we are actually running in partnership with Project Potluck. Wholesale Week is our week of bite-sized daily lessons happening from Monday, September 11th through Friday, September 15th. And this is our 10th time running it and delivering these trainings to thousands of food, beverage, and taxable grocery brands. So I'm really thrilled to bring it back again. We actually are doing something new this year. We realized that we could have an even bigger impact with Wholesale Week this year. So we are going to be inviting folks who participate to support us with a sliding scale donation, starting at free, that we will be matching and passing along to Project Potluck. So more on all those details later in the episode or find them in today's show notes. So let's get straight into today's conversation. I'm Allie Ball, former grocery buyer and retail store manager turned wholesale consultant. In my role on the retail floor, I saw delicious, values-driven brands fail on our shelves simply because they didn't understand the behind the scenes of wholesale. I created the Food Biz Whiz podcast to give you hard-to-access insight from my career in the food industry and the tools and strategies to help you succeed on retail shelves. If you're a committed food founder who's looking to create and grow a packaged products business that positively impacts our food system, puts wealth back into your own hands, and employs members of your local community, you have found the right podcast. Let's do this. If you're a food or beverage founder trying to grow your business, you know that it can feel like there's insider industry knowledge that you just can't seem to access. If this is you, you should listen to these three numbers, 10, 5,000, and 10. So 10, that's the number of times that we have run Wholesale Week, 10 times. And we are so excited to bring it back to you again, starting on Monday, September 11th. Wholesale Week brings you bite-sized daily lessons on getting on the path to profitability, learning my four-step process to pitching to wholesale buyers, and understanding our wholesale success system as a whole. 5,000. That is the amount of money that we are hoping to raise for Project Potluck, our very favorite nonprofit that supports mentorship and resources for people of color in the CPG industry by delivering Wholesale Week to our community on a sliding scale, starting at free. Food Biz Whiz is matching your donation so we can have double the impact and hit our goal of $5,000 for Project Potluck. 
and 10. Yep, 10. In 10 minutes a day, from Monday, September 11th through Friday, September 15th, you can see a big change in your industry know-how, in your confidence in your sales pitch, and in your path towards the rest of the year. We've got you. So find the registration link, all the details, and more information about Project Potluck in today's show notes. I'll see you soon inside of Wholesale Week on September 11th. Hi, Kathleen. Welcome back to the Food Biz Wiz podcast. Hi, Allie. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah. So I was just saying in the intro that the last time you were on the podcast was about a year ago. And that's right. Yeah. A year ago, October 2022. And we introduced our listeners to Project Potluck and shared about all the work that you were doing behind the scenes supporting people of color in our industry. But I have to imagine that there are folks who didn't listen to that episode. So let's take it from the top. I'll I'll say we'll link that past episode in the show notes. But Kathleen, for people who are just hearing about Project Potluck, who have never met you before, who didn't listen to the past, past podcast episode, what what is Project Potluck and what's your involvement with them? Yeah, so I am the executive director, proudly, of Project Potluck and uh, the only team member. So it's a proud team of one, uh, along with my board members. But we are a nonprofit that is committed to supporting people of color in CPG. We're actually the largest network of people of color, the largest community uh, within the industry that encompasses both founders and entrepreneurs, but also career professionals and service providers, really anybody who's a person of color who wants a safe space and a community, access to resources, mentorship, um, and just uh, the ability to connect with others around their shared experience uh, within the industry. People of color are underrepresented in CPG. And so um, it's not often that we get to walk into a room and see a bunch of other people who look like us. So this is really our safe space. Um, it's virtual. It's national. Uh, we try to get together in person as well. But it's really the place for us to kind of carve out um, our home and, and ask for what we need within the industry. Yeah. And so did I hear that correctly, that now it's both founders in the industry and service providers in the industry? Yeah. Yeah. Well, service providers slash career professionals is Mm, what we call it. So yeah, I think a lot of programs that focus on, you know, BIPOC representation focus a lot on founders because founders are severely underrepresented. I think it's something like 17% of founders are people of color, even though people of color represent 40% 40% and growing of the national, yeah, of the yeah. national uh, <laughs> demographics. So it's definitely not representative. Um, but there's a lot of attention on founders. I think because, gosh, there's just so much work. Uh, we know, you know, you work with yeah. founders every day. There's just so much to learn, so many like learning curves, so much industry inside baseball knowledge. Mm-hmm. Um, so founders need a lot of help. But we also know that people of color are more likely to hire other people of color. So if we're supporting founders and we want the future to be, you know, 40% or more founders of color, we also want them to have an amazing workforce that they can hire. That's also people of color and not just for them, but really for the industry to have representation at all levels, um, you know, from like an entry-level analyst to a C-suite executive, having that kind of diverse perspective, we know research shows is, is super important um, to things like innovation, capturing new markets, profitability, 
um, you know, innovative thinking. So, you know, for us, we couldn't just address the founder issue without also mm. including career professionals. Um, and so we've always talked a lot about founders and our board member, that's a lot of who their network is. And that's a lot of who our founding kind of membership is. Um, but yeah, we're, we're really growing. We just hit a thousand members, which is amazing. Congratulations. Um, a thousand you. members. That's a yeah. lot. So wow. Yeah. I mean, we're moving and grooving and, uh, you know, a, a big part of our strategy is to make sure that we're inclusive to anybody in the industry who's a person of color, um, who could be a, a future C-suite executive or who could be, you know, the next big entrepreneur coming up with an incredible brand that just takes off. Yeah. Okay. So on today's show, we're going to talk about some of the things that you're seeing in the industry, both, you know, mm-hmm. Kathleen, you just have this perspective from being connected with so many founders and so many people all across the board in the industry. So we're going to talk about some of the things that you're seeing. And so for our listeners, whether you are a person of color or, or not, um, we've got some takeaways for you on, on the episode. And then we'll talk a little bit more about how, if you are not a person of color, how you can support Project Potluck's work and also a little bit of a win-win that we've got uh, going on in mid-September for folks. But Kathleen, before we get into this, I, I one of the things that I really want to acknowledge you for is hosting my favorite event of Expo West. <laughs> so in March oh. 2023, my team and I went down to Expo West or, you know, converged at Expo West in, in Southern California. And you know how it goes, you know, so, so for our listeners who have never been before, it's one of the you know, world's biggest trade shows for the natural products industry. And it, I'll say, it's intimidating. Whether, you know, no matter who you are, or likely no matter who you are, it can feel really intimidating. I had, Mm -hmm. this was my, it was either my 10th or my 11th year at Expo. Oh my gosh, wow. I know, because I used to go when I was a buyer at BuyRight. We would would go down and, and that was... You know, I left Byright nine years ago. So gosh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I remember just going and feeling so out of place as a young woman. Um, like I didn't, I didn't belong in those rooms. I didn't have enough knowledge yeah. to be in those rooms. I didn't, I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> and so luckily, yeah. you know, like that's gotten better for me over time. But for founders and other industry, you know, service providers and industry partners, it can be a really, really intimidating show to go to. And oh, Kathleen, yeah. you guys hosted a lunch. I think it was the last day that I was mm-hmm. there. Yeah, Friday. Yeah. Friday that was literally the best event that I went to at that, at that trade show because of the knowledge sharing and the like, gosh, that just approachable vibe that you created in the room was so, so powerful and really, really warm and welcoming. Even as someone who's not a person of color in the industry. No, I Um, love hearing that. That makes me really happy. That was the goal. It was our first event, actually, in person. Because we started, excuse me. It was our first event that we hosted in person because we started in 2020, before COVID or the murder of George Floyd. I mean, it was 
just fortuitous timing, but you know, the whole vibe and plan <laughs> pre COVID was that we'd have <laughs> all these events and we'd be getting people together. And that's yeah. finally starting to happen three years later. Um, but this was our first event and oh my God, it felt like Allie, it felt like I was throwing a birthday party and I bought all this cake and I had no idea if anyone was going to come. <laughs> and I was so nervous and it was pouring rain that day. If you yes. remember, oh, it was, was pouring like, rain. Yes. You know, and people who don't aren't familiar with the trade shows, like you're just booked. There's so many options at any yeah. given time slot yes. of what you could be doing. And when you're a new event and people don't really know about you or don't have you on your calendar. I mean, my expectations were so low. I think my goal was to have 60 people there. And I was like, mm. I'll be thrilled if 80 people show up. We were over 200. It was standing room only. It was so hot in that room. Yes. That people were having the best time. Like when we were like, when the event was over, I had to like kick people out. I was like, y'all are having so much yes. fun. You gotta go. Like they gotta yes. flip this room. But it was just, we really handpicked the, the group. Um, it was half people of color, which again was, is very special and unique yeah. because to walk into a room and to see most of the people look like you, but also to have it be hosted by us. So we're calling the shots. We're not like being yeah. invited to somebody's cool late night party. And like, we're at the mercy of whatever they decide we are calling the shots. So we're, we're making sure that our, our people are represented and also that the allies who are in the room are really there to share and connect and be like true sponsors and allies and to ask them for help instead of just being like, Hey, give people your business card and move on and, you know, shake hands. And uh, you know, what I hate about expo events is like, there's always someone looking for somebody more important than you. I mean, you're, oh. you were a buyer though. So people always wanted to talk to you, but when you're not like a buyer, you people will just look at your name tag and basically look over your shoulder and be like, who is more important? Like, who is more important? <laughs> yeah. Basically, oh yeah. Like, who's from target? Like is the Walmart rep here? I mean, it's, it's just, it's a really it's shitty the, the feeling name of the game. It, yeah. Totally. The right t- to, to have that feeling of someone looking at your badge, making a snap yeah. judgment about whether or not you are worth talking to, and then looking over your talking shoulder to. for someone more yeah. important. Yeah. And you just created yeah. this, this room full of people who genuinely wanted to connect. It was yes, really special. Yes. And we're just so, I mean, the, the real foundation of Project Pollock is community and this idea that people of color, all people, but like in this case, people of color, we are stronger when we're together and when we're connected and when we can share. And you will see people in our community who are side-by-side shelf competitors, sharing names, mm-hmm. sharing ideas, sharing insights and learnings, sharing like learning curves and and red flags and warnings about like, Oh, I really messed this up and you should learn from me. And, you know, we realize that it is like a rising tide situation and that when we didn't have a community within CPG, people were still, people of color have always made those connections and helped each other, but it just wasn't official and it wasn't as easy to do. But when we have like a permanent you know, fixture in the industry, which is what Project Potluck is intends to be and is, we have a place to bring people together. And then we have a voice in the community. We start to have a seat at the table. We can start to ask the industry for what we want and what we need. We help each other. We're stronger together. We're much, it's much harder to pull down a thousand people than it is to yes. bop down one person at a time. And so the power of that community and the strength um, is the foundation of everything that we do. And the, the, the luncheon really was a, um, 
you know, an example of what that looks like in action because people were sharing, they were helping Mm. each other. They were realizing that they have more in common than they have differences. And that, again, we have so much to learn from each other just within that room. Um, And that's really the power of the community. And that's what makes this place so special. And that's what makes my job really fun is to be able to help facilitate that. Yes. And you're doing it. (laughs) So Kathleen, it might be too early to ask you this question, but now that we've really hyped up the luncheon, are you going to do it again? Yes, we're doing it again. We're doing it again. We're so Um, We're going to have a different setup so we can have more people and it will be less hot. Uh, Because, I mean, seriously, it was so funny. I mean, we were, everyone was like sweating, but wouldn't leave. It was actually the biggest compliment (laughs) because, um, you know, it was just the the energy in there was like off the charts. So we're doing it again. It'll be on Friday. Um, It is invitation only. Um, but you know, our, our community gets first, you know, dibs. And then for allies, if you're interested or you're excited, you can always reach out to me. We're always looking for people who are excited to contribute to the community, but we're going to do it at West. And then we're really hoping to pilot it at East too. I mean, it might look Mm. a little different just because the shows are a little different from each other, but, um, it's just such a great opportunity for us to bring our community together because we have, we're virtual for the most part throughout the year because we're spread across the country. And so these are the opportunities when we can really be together and bring people together. And we like to jump on that. So yeah, we're excited. So to. What I hear yeah. you saying too, is that if, uh, if you are a listener here and you're a person of color, go get on project potlucks mailing list. Yes. Because yes. that is the best place Free. to keep in touch with you. Yeah. We'll put it in the show yes. notes, but Kathleen, you also just launched a new website, right? Yes. Or it's oh coming very soon. Yo, no, it's, it's up and it'll keep getting kind of built out. We're so excited. We worked with amazing, um, black designer, black, uh, copywriter to really get the vibe and the voice, right. Uh, and we just launched it and, you know, it's just, it's so amazing to see how, I mean, for me, I project potluck started in a very grassroots way. It was started by our board members. They, wanted to bring their community together. The response was so insane that they were like, oh, wait, maybe this should be a nonprofit. Like this isn't just a casual get together. People want this. The industry needs this. And so it came about in a very grassroots way. It's so cool to see how the organization has evolved. I really think of myself as like a steward of the community and the magic that already existed. It's not something like we created. It's just something that we're, you know, kind of allowing, uh, we're kind of like, harnessing and we're kind of like creating more space for and some structure for. Um, but you know, it's so cool because like our website, we originally was just kind of a landing page for people and and it wasn't like the most informative. And now we're like, Oh my God, we have a thousand members. We have people every day who are trying to join, like they need to know what we offer and, um, how great this community is. And the fact that it's free, you know, and, um, and also, you know, when we were grassroots, we didn't really have a strategy around mm. allies and partners. We were really, really, really focused on people of color, which we still are. And that is our primary focus. But, you know, we kind of realized that we have to be doing these parallel tracks where we're building up this amazing community and future leaders of CPG. We also have to be, you know, engaging and have a role for allies and partners to do this work as well. 
you know, we don't educate and we don't really do like DEI trainings for allies, mm-hmm. but we have right. ways for them to give back. We have ways for them to be sponsors and partners and to really support our work. And um, that's like pretty new um, to our strategy. So that wasn't on this website. So now it's a lot clearer. Like if you're a person of color, join, it's free. Here are all these amazing benefits that you get access to immediately. And if you're not a person of color, here are all the ways that you can support us and stay in touch and get our news. And, um, you know, I think that there's only going to be more opportunity there um, as we continue to grow and as we continue to kind of be more integrated into the industry. Yeah. Well, I remember first landing on your website, like probably back in, I don't know, late 2020 and (laughs) being like, I don't, I can't do anything. I'm not what a person do I do of color, here? so I'm not going to submit my name. Yeah. It tells me not to, so I'm right. not going to. And then right. my journey is ended. <laughs> so I think I probably right. like no. you know found found some back end way of connecting. But um, it I'm so happy to hear that you are building out those parallel tracks because ultimately yes. that secondary track right for allies and and supporters you need those resources in order to yeah, support your mission. So, yeah. That's, that's and we great. need the industry to change with us. Like we can't create this, you know, badass group of people and have the industry be stuck 30 years behind. You know, we want to be uh really finding our role within changing CPG. Um and I think that's a combo of like advocacy, inspiration, amplification, uh, and also bringing people together. We act, we just had our first, it's pretty cool. I don't even think I told you about this, but we just had our first round table for corporations, um, mm-hmm. to talk about DEI and their strategy. And, um, it was, you know, there were, there were, there were speakers on a panel, but we also put people in breakout rooms to meet each other and, and talk and to ask questions. I, people are still, I mean, we are three years past the murder of George Floyd, um, which is not a lot of time and also is a lot of time. And we're still, everyone still doesn't quite know what to, how to, how to make things better. We're all still figuring this out together and nobody has the answers, but a lot of people are doing great work. And we wanted to highlight that and bring people together who have that share passion that are on the more that are on like the corporate side um, in CPG and and really kind of a little bit outside of CPG too. So that was new for us. We'd never done that, and we felt like it was a great role, and we were really well positioned to be the conveners and the kind of stewards again of that conversation uh, because it would have ripple effects in the industry. And so we're hoping to do more of those and maybe focus on retail and you know kind of some of these subsections. So. Um, you know, there's more for us to do here and, uh, we're really just, we're really just continuing to explore the role that we have within the industry and the kind of the, the power with great power comes great responsibility kind of, um, you know, Spider-Man quote, like what, (laughs) what do we need to do here? Yeah. Well, let's talk about the, the industry as a whole. Yeah. And I want to talk about what you see from working with so many founders. What do you Mm -hmm. think, you know, in this moment in time, right? Late summer, 2023, what are some of the things that founders are currently challenged by? Whether these are 
people of color or not? Yeah. And what solutions are people trying or finding um, to mitigate those challenges? I mean, I think it's a crazy time for everyone. I mean, everyone I talk to, it's just like, how could it be crazier than 2020? Somehow it is. It's crazy in a different way. But I think, you know, we've all been anticipating a recession of some sort, but it hasn't happened. So I think like the anticipation is really anxiety producing for people. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, we still have so many supply chain issues and all of these ripple effects from COVID, but also some of the like skyrocketed growth that CPG experienced in COVID is kind of tempering out a little bit. Um, We're seeing resources being pulled back. um, And we're seeing people kind of forget a little bit about the DEI commitment that they were gung-ho about a couple years ago. Um, So I think all of those things, any founder is experiencing agita or some sort of anxiety or challenge around. Um, And I think people of color are no different. I think for people of color, you know, any challenge uh, that is, is, uh, you know, going to be experienced by a founder, they're going to experience potentially more. They're going to have fewer resources. They're going to have a shorter runway. Um, They're going to have less forgiveness for mistakes or learning curves. And I think that's where a lot of the challenge comes is the expectation to, uh, you know, perform, you know, to be held to a higher performance standard than their white counterparts, especially in an environment where everyone is learning something new and really like it's a new day every day and a new... (laughs) Like, it's crazy. I mean, I have so much empathy for for these founders and the work that they're doing. Um, And I think for people of color, it's just everything is just intensified. Uh, I think especially, you know, we continue to see challenges in fundraising Mm -hmm. and capital. I'll say capital because fundraising is, I mean, one thing is I'm talking about capital in general. Yes. is has always been a challenge for people of color compared to their white counterparts. Um, and then when you get into, you know, VC funding and, and private equity represents such a small percentage of who gets funded. Um, but you even have to like get to that point. I mean, you have to, to get to like a VC status, you have to have gotten a lot of capital along the way, working capital, you have to have raised from friends and family potentially. And yeah. all, there's just a lot of challenges for people of color in that area. And I think we're continuing to see um, those standards continue to go up, 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 up from what, what, you know, investors are looking for. Mm. And it's beginning to really, really, really put so many restrictions around emerging brands that, you know, just don't, don't fit the criteria, the very specific criteria that they're looking for. And so, you know, that continues to just be a challenge and something that, um, you know, we're all trying to figure out what to do about that. Um, and, you know, I think the solution is a combination of the industry changing and also Mm -hmm. just creativity. I mean, man, people of color, we're resilient. We are creative. We figured out how to make it work through years of discrimination. So I do see so much creativity coming. And as a result, you know, what's great is a lot of our brands bootstrap and then they get yeah. to keep a lot of their equity and they get to, they get to like really not compromise in that front. So, um, you know, I think it's like incredibly challenging, but, uh, there are just, you know, 
two sides to that coin. Uh, but funding continues to be just, I think everybody in CPG could can agree that um, the environment has gotten just harder and harder and harder. Yeah. And, and what I hear you say is that it's always been challenging for people of color. We also mm-hmm. it's always been challenging for women, right? Like the people yes. who, and then oh. you're a woman of color, goodness, you know, it's very Good challenging luck. to yeah. get funded. We see it. Yeah. We do see examples of it, but right. you know, it it's is not impossible. But, yeah. Right. It is much, much harder. Yeah. And if I interpreted this correctly, the standards, the baseline that you need to exhibit as a founder and mm-hmm. your capabilities in order to earn yeah. or deserve that funding yeah. have just continued to rise. And so right. not only are you as a person of color under more scrutiny, but mm-hmm. then the standards are even higher and just all of these things compound to make it really, really challenging to raise capital. Absolutely. I mean, Oof. I think just because the environment is so, and listen, like funds have investors. So, yeah. you know, this is, this is like, what's, you know, important to think about, like the, the VC funds that are funding these companies, they also have investors that make that put the money into the funds that they have to respond to that have expectations. And I just think the environment is lending itself less and less to like creative, um, alternative kind of, uh, maybe like, we're going to take a chance. Like we're going to take a little bit of a risk and like, this is cool. We think it could work out and it's becoming more formulaic where it's like, if you don't have these numbers in each of these areas, then this is just too risky of a deal and we will not even consider it. And so, you know, a lot of those numbers are going to be things that are hard to get, which are like, you know, you have to, you're going to have to be in retail. You're going to have to show, you know, your, your market fit. You're going to have to show your consumer base. And there's just not going to be a lot of ways around that where I think in previous years, when the market was not this intense, um, there was just like a little more, you could be like, oh yeah, your D to, your D to C sales, that, that that counts, that shows this. Let's use, you know, there's more of a an openness, I think, to taking risk and um, that's dwindling. And with that is just, it's the, mar- the market is a lot harder for all of us. And, you know, especially for people of color. So um, yeah. I, you know, that's just an ongoing challenge. And even when, People were quote unquote riskier. They still weren't investing that much in people of color. So, right. Um, exactly. But the thing that you've got going for the thing that you've got going for you is your creativity, your resilience, mm-hmm. your yes. ability to, to have learned over centuries that you yes. have to work with less. Yeah. I mean, it's a horrible, uh, right? Exactly. It's a yeah. horrible thing to say, yeah. but like there is some, yeah. something, gosh, if we're looking for the positive here, there is something, um, yeah, there is that like silver lining, this like optimism here that you are, you know how to be resilient and yeah. figure it out. It won't stop us. Oof. That's for sure. Just yeah. makes it a heck of a lot harder. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think funding continues to, to be an issue and um, you know, I think the more alternative, the bigger, the more alternatives, the more angel investors, the more individual operators mm-hmm. who can recognize that there's kind of this gap 
and a lot of opportunity to be to be seized and who are more risk takers and who can be a little more flexible in their terms and what they're looking for. I think there's huge opportunity. Uh, people of color perform incredible, their, their companies perform incredibly well in portfolios. So, you know, the opportunity is there. Um, it's just going to take like a creative and a creative ally to, to advocate. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think that's, you know, just, that's just what's going on in the industry and the market in general. And then I think, you know, the other big thing that we focus on is retail. I think, you know, you can speak to this, obviously it's, there's so much to know and learn. It's so mysterious. It's so (laughs) confusing. Every retailer is different. There's a lot of unspoken rules that you're supposed to know. There's a lot of people you're supposed to know. And if you're not like super connected or in that world or have a lot of time and money to kind of spend while you're figuring it out, retail makes or breaks you, you know, again, like you're never going to get you're never going to get VC money if you can't figure out how to be successful in retail and show that success. So I think there's um, just so much education that needs to happen um, around that, which is why it's so amazing that you exist. Um, and, you know, Project Potluck, we have a lot of our education focuses on, on kind of connection, like access and education around retail yeah. Because yeah. there's just so much to know, and it's, it's there's so a lot of confusing. Sharp curves. Oh my it's God. so confusing, and yeah. I mean, like you said, Kathleen, historically, it is you know tabletop deals at trade yeah. show, like still like steak dinners, handshake yeah. agreements, like oh, very yeah. little transparency in our industry, and it can mm-hmm. be really it is really really expensive to learn as you go and if we're talking about this this population or i mean frankly anybody who has uh limited capital yeah and is really challenged by cash flow retail can especially big retail right yeah yep being in independence being in smaller chains that's one thing but when you go big retail and you're paying to play you can very very quickly run out of money and that is yeah. heartbreaking. Lose your shirt. And and it's 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 also so counterintuitive because I think like the deal, the dream is to get into more doors. So it's also this, I mean, I don't can't think of any other situation where it's like the it's like the the like the Garden of Eden apple. It's like yes. you want that, and also that is what will be your will demise. break like, you. <laughs> yeah, yes. like Getting a deal to be in 5,000 targets is not always a good thing. And brands don't necessarily have the experience, you know, early on with knowing like how to, how to scale, like when to be, when they're ready, um, where to be, how, and like, you know, even nationally, like how to work with distributors. I mean, there's just so much that goes into it. And like, What's interesting is I'm not an entrepreneur. Like that's not my background. So like I'm learning all of these things as well in this role. And I mean, the way, the reason that I can talk about how confusing this is, is because like, I'm still confused and I'm still learning. (laughs) Uh, And I think that'll probably be a lifetime, you know, learning journey for me because uh, everybody learns these things um, in real time. And it's, you know, that's the only way 
to know. So yeah, we, we focus, I mean, there, I think there's a lot of research, there's a lot of education, I think working with uh, the community at large to ask questions and, you know, get advice and to learn from their mistakes is always helpful, but it is, um, it's tough out there. And that coupled with the capital cash flow issue, I think, um, becomes challenging because it's, it's a chicken and egg situation. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, and, um, but I, but again, like, I think these are universal. I don't, I don't think that people of color have challenges that, that other people can't relate to. I just think it's that any, any intensity that a founder faces, if they can put themselves in a person of color shoe and think about all of the other barriers that they have, it's going to feel 10 times more intense and every mistake is going to cost like 10 times more. Yeah. So yeah, um, that's really Kathleen, the way to think about it. I can't remember if I said this on our podcast episode a year ago and maybe I did because, and I'll repeat it here because it has stuck with me so, so profoundly. We had a retail ready student who once on a live Q and a call, she said she's a, a a black woman and she was like, Allie, when a buyer says no to me, I don't know if it's because they don't like my product line or they don't want to work with me as a black mm-hmm. woman. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. just like, oh, I have like goosebumps just yeah. thinking about it. Yeah. I yeah. I, th- I think maybe we talked about it a year ago, but um, for any uh, anyone who is listening to this episode and is like, I don't really understand what they're talking about, like this intensity of like, right, um, right why would it be like that much more intense for a founder of color? Like it's that, it's that type of thing, yeah, right? Yeah, Where it is yeah. every single thing is layered with race. And that is just right. wild. Yeah. It's just yeah. Wild. And you know, that is such a good point. And maybe I misspoke because I said that, like, I don't think that I, I just said, I don't think founders of color face like challenges that no one else can understand. No. I mean, I think, no. but I, they do, but I think they do. I think it's just that everything is so baked in. Um, and I do think that founders in general just have a difficult time, but then I think it's a matter of putting yourself into their shoes and really thinking about like having these added layers, you know, where you might have, if you're a white person and a male specifically, and you have like kind of a bad pitch day, it's probably fine. If you're a person of color, maybe a woman and a person of color and you have like, a similarly bad pitch day, that was your chance. Bye. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, you don't get like, you don't get this extended runway. You don't get this grace. You don't get, um, kind of the benefit of the doubt in the same way. It's like, you don't walk in with credibility to lose. You have to earn the credibility. And so that just creates a huge mountain to climb. And that is baked into all of these experiences. Um, and I do think, I do think that there are some challenges that are, you know, very specific to to people of color, but I think in general, what's most helpful is to think about everyday challenges being made even harder because of your position and because of who you are. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I got a couple more questions that I want to get to on this episode. Yeah. Let's, gosh, let's take it a little bit lighter here. Kathleen, tell me. Tell me something you're hopeful about in our industry. I I am really hopeful that people are starting to understand 
that diversity on the shelf, diversity in their companies mm. is not just, I mean, it is the right thing to do. And altruism to me is so important. Like we don't need another reason other than it's not fair. It's not equitable. This is the right thing to do. But I think when making business decisions, it's helpful that it's also the smart thing to do for businesses individually, but also for the industry. You know, I think about natural organics as, you know, having this really unique ability to go up against conventional with innovation and to bring new ideas to the food system that help address health disparities, um, you know, uh, just general inequity, climate issues. You know, we have so many big problems that are associated with the food mm -hmm. system. And I feel like natural and organics could be an innovation hub that changes our food system in general, which is really exciting and something that I'm really passionate about. And so I feel like we can, people are starting to understand that innovation and capturing new markets and being competitive against conventional and bringing some of these solutions to the table can be inspired by having different people on your team working together, bringing perspectives, um, creating diversity again, from like an analyst to the C-suite and everywhere on the shelf. And the dream is for a consumer to walk down the aisle and to see themselves represented you know, by the founders, by the CEOs, by the products that are on there. And I think that innovation is what's going to allow us to compete. And I think that over the past couple of decades, we've seen natural and organics change a lot and be more competitive and become more mainstream and conventional. And I think that like, that's the opportunity and that's driven by innovation in my mind. So that to me is exciting. So I think people are starting to make that connection. And again, it's like, Three years isn't that long, but it's it's a long time to be waiting around for like a post-racist society that obviously is, <laughs> we're very far off from. But I think people are starting to be like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right thing, smart thing. We need to, we really need to figure this out. Like this is also what consumers want. Like consumers care about this. And that to me is driving change. And I see that as really exciting. I see the light bulbs going off. I think what's missing is like, what the hell do we do about it? But that's right. just going to take time. Like that is just not going to happen overnight. Um, so I can be patient about that, but the light bulbs and the connection, the dots are being connected. And that to me is very exciting. Yeah. We we've identified the what, and we've got this vision yes. and, and the, yeah. it's okay if it's, Ugh, I don't want to say it's okay that it's taking longer on the how, but the the at We're least the what on. has been illuminated. Yes. And now we've got folks who are really aligned in figuring out the how. How yes. are we going to do this? How are we going to yeah. get there? Yeah. Because that, that what was dark before. Mm. It was like not illuminated. It was, you know, and I, I, in a different industry, I was doing DEI, but before 2020, I mean, people, no one wanted to talk. Oh, like I was like the dreaded person to have a meeting with. Cause they're like, God, like, this is the last thing I want to do. What? Like no one cared. It was like a check the box thing. And yeah. now people are still scared, rocking in their boots, trying to figure it out uncomfortable, but at least they're like, we got, we've got to figure this out. We've got to figure this yeah. out. That is hopeful. Yeah. That is hopeful. 
Okay. Let's end on this. I'm curious about what you want our founders to hear, our listeners to hear. Let's let's speak to our BIPOC founders who are listening yeah. to this and yeah. who are feeling, you know, maybe stoked to connect and yes. do that project potluck for the first time. And then what do you want our allies to hear? Um, let's separate on both of those sides yeah. here, if you don't mind. Yeah, of course. Well, people of color, y'all are fam. You're <laughs> welcome to join us. Again, being a part of Project Potluck is free. You fill out like a form on our website that takes two minutes and then you have immediate access to everything that we do. You're welcomed in. And it is just a really warm... Someone described it recently as... Uh, well, they've described one of our events as like a family reunion or they described mm-hmm. one of our events as this was like walking into my best friend's house and taking off my shoes and like putting my feet on her couch, you know, and it's just, (laughs) we rarely get to feel that way. And so you're welcome to be part of what we're building. Um, and you know, we're rolling out so many new, new things and ways to connect. And we're really excited to continue to grow our community. So you're welcome here anytime. Like I, one of the things on our side is like, you can sit with us. Like, it's not going to be like one of those awkward lunchroom trade show things where you're like, Oh, you know, to your point, Allie, like, I don't know anybody in this room. It's like, Oh, you have a built-in fam. Like there's a seat at our table for you. So that is the message to people of color. Um, and just that it's so powerful to have community when you're working alone or you feel isolated in your role because of who you are. Um, you know, nothing feels better than being seen and having community. So you're welcome to be a part of ours. Um, and then to the allies and partners, you know, a we're grateful that you care about the how or the the why, you know, and that you're trying to figure out the how. We are um, really excited to be able to connect you with opportunities to help us in our community. That could be mentorship. That could be just a quick consult. Um, we're really building out ways for those connections to be meaningful. Um, just staying in touch with us, knowing what we're doing, signing up for our newsletter, um, maybe getting invited to one of our awesome events that Ali just, you know, <laughs> gave us a shout out for. Um, those are all really meaningful ways. And 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 that's kind of on an individual level and on a partnership level, we're always looking for brands and organizations and sponsors who want to, you know, be a part of the change that we're creating. Um, and we invite you to explore that. We really only work with a handful of sponsors and donors. And so we try to create really meaningful experiences and and connect our members to those. And, and that is a huge way for you to give back and also to be integrated into uh, you know, the organization in that way. So we are out here just trying to make the industry better. We're excited to connect with people who share that, um, mission, both people of color and and allies alike. Yeah. Yeah. And you're doing it. Kathleen project potluck is doing that. I'm going to tell our listeners about wholesale week because it's the first time. So this is the 10th time that we are running Wholesale Week, but it is the first time that we are teaming up with a nonprofit to directly raise funds for uh, a values-aligned organization. So Project Potluck is the very first 
organization that we are partnering with. Yeah, I'm so excited about it. We're pioneering. You are you are pioneering this, Um, Kathleen and I and my team have working have been working behind the scenes. Gosh, almost for months now, making this come to fruition for our founders of food, beverage, and taxable grocery brand brands. We are bringing you a week's worth of bite-sized trainings on how to grow in retail. So if you want to have a really strong retail strategy on getting onto the right shelves and having high sales once you're there, we invite you to come and join us in Wholesale Week this year. We are running it from September 11th to September 15th. And for the very first time, we are asking folks to participate with a sliding scale, starting at zero, but a sliding scale to raise funds for Project Potluck. Here at Food Biz Wiz, we are matching any of your donations. So if you want to join us inside of Wholesale Week, come and find that enrollment link, that registration link in our show notes. Again, we're going to do it from Monday, September 11th through Friday, September 15th. We're going to talk about target audiences, channel strategy, path to profitability, retail buyer pitches, and a whole bunch more. It is going to be so, so fun. And it is such a great way that we can have this win-win. In my eyes, it's a win for you as founders, as you get lessons on retail strategy. And it's a win that you help us diversify our shelves by donating directly to Project Potluck. So Kathleen, thank you so much for saying yes to my crazy idea of doing this aligned wholesale week. And I'll say to our listeners, thank you so, so much in advance for thinking about the, thinking about the value that you get in wholesale week and passing that along to Project Potluck. I'm, yes. I've am i got this goal. I'll say it here on the podcast. I've got this goal of raising $5,000 for Project Potluck. And oh. I think oh that we gosh. can do it together. So, Oh my gosh, that gives me the chills. We're so excited to be a part of this. It's so in line with how we like to work with partners. And it's also so in line, Allie, with how I talk about DEI because, you know, mm-hmm. There's not a one size fits all for every company and every brand about how they can make a difference. You have to kind of assess your power and your privilege and your opportunities and say, oh, this is where I could plug in. This is where I can help. And this is just such a beautiful, it's just such a beautiful gesture. And it's also so in line with what we were talking about earlier about how difficult and mysterious retail is. So sharing this information so freely and your knowledge is, I mean, this is how we make the industry better. And we're so proud and excited to be a part of this and are so grateful to have you guys as, as partners and sponsors and uh, to continue to grow that relationship. So thank you. You're welcome. And, you know, Kathleen, I'm really glad that you, you emphasize that for folks who want to do something DEI related, know that they should do something that there is really this, um, you know, uh, really a, a strong desire, but for our listeners who don't know how, or frankly are too busy to figure it out or intimidated on how to do it. You know, there are so many roadblocks that, you know, we can, we can let get in the way. I'll invite you to let this be an easy, easy way that you can contribute here and a super easy win. And even if you, even if you don't join us in wholesale week, even if you were like, okay, I don't need those lessons. I'm beyond those lessons. I'm already in retail ready. I've, you know, I've done wholesale week before. 
I'll say this, you can still donate. <laughs> and That's you can, right. You know, you can do it without even partaking in Wholesale Week at all. So as much as I would love to have each of our listeners join us for those five days of, you know, bite-sized lessons, you can also just seize this opportunity to make an impact um, in our industry and not even take part in Wholesale Week. Yes. And it's the perfect example of better together. I mean, when, you know, you might not be able to make a $5,000 donation on your own, but you you could be a part of a community that does. And when you make that donation, it's matched. So it's actually twice as impactful, which is such a, it's just such a huge opportunity. And yes, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of like, what do I do? What do I do? And this is the, yeah. You're giving them an easy, an easy way. And at Project Potluck, all of those donations go directly to making it possible for our programming to be free for people of color. We don't charge any money because we just don't ever want to create another barrier um, for access. And the only way we're able to do that is through donations and through partnerships. And so we're we're really grateful that you're helping it helping us make that possible for our thousand members and growing. And who knows? Next time I'm on the podcast, who knows what number we'll be on. Yeah, let's let's reconvene a year from now and see if yeah. we can't get that number doubled, Kathleen. I love, oh, I love it. Oh, Kathleen, as we wrap up here, how can people keep in touch? Where can they find you beyond, of course, our show notes that will link up to Wholesale Week? Yeah. Find that registration yeah. page there. But where do we where do we keep in touch with Project Potluck directly? You can find us at on our website. Um www.potluckcpg.org, our brand new website, uh, which with has everything that you need to know. If you're an ally and you want more info, or if you're a person of color and you want to join, um, we also are you know active on LinkedIn, uh, so you can find us on our LinkedIn and ally. You can hopefully link them there, and sure. we do have an Instagram presence. Um, it's new, but it's growing, so you can find us there as well, and um, you can find us, you know on the shelves, support our brands, try to make sure that you're figuring Mm -hmm. out, you know, every time you're going to the store and trying a new product and doing your market research, make sure that you're supporting people of color and and our brands. Yeah, will do. Thank you for that, that call to action, Kathleen. And thank you so much for being on the podcast once again. Thank you so much for having me, Allie. I can't wait to see what amazing things the industry is doing next time we're together. Yes. And to my listeners, thank you guys once again for tuning in. It's always such a pleasure to sit down with Kathleen and get her take on the industry. And I hope that it gave, I hope that it gave you perspective on what our CPG landscape looks like nowadays, both for people of color and and not, and give you some hope and inspiration for moving forward. So as I mentioned, we'd love to see you in Wholesale Week. I'm including the links for it in the show notes and in our full notes on the Food Biz Wiz website. And as always, I love it when brands come and connect with me on Instagram. So come and say hi at It's Allie Ball, or of course on LinkedIn as well. And you know, you also might see a DM back from me if you do decide to join us in Wholesale Week. So if I don't see you over there soon, my whizzes, we will see you back here next week on the podcast. Have a good one. Bye. Thanks for listening to Food Biz Wiz. If you're enjoying this podcast and the tools it gives you for growing your packaged product business, please subscribe so you never miss an episode. 
From one small business owner to another, I am deeply grateful for your support of this podcast, and I appreciate it when you share it with your fellow food founders, share it on social media, or leave me a review on your listening platform. Ready for more? Find out how we can work together at foodbizwiz.com. I'll see you right back here next week.